You're listening to The Gulf Abides with Shanti Fury and Ryan Eaton. The Gulf Abides with Shanti Fury and Ryan Eaton. The Gulf Abides with Ryan Eaton and Shanti Fury. The Gulf Abides. We did that part already. Let's start the show. This podcast was brought to you by Wilfred's Barber and Fine Goods. Wilfred's. 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 Uh, if you want a haircut, uh, feel free to call us at 850-912-4200. We're open Tuesday through Saturday. Sometimes 9 to 7.30, sometimes 9 to 5. Just call the shop and find out. Don't book online and don't call the shop in New Hampshire. Once again, we are in a whirlpool of germs. <laughs> I'm joined by Chauncey and Nicholas Fury here in the whirlpool of germs. Yeah, just a jacuzzi of germs. But it's okay. Yeah, I guess according to that one video on YouTube, uh, it's good to be in everybody else's germs. We're supposed to do it or else we'll die. Yeah, herd immunity. Herd immunity, right. So Herd with purd. If they say it on YouTube, it's got to be true. You herd with purd. <laughs> My favorite fictional talk show. I love spotting him and other stuff. Oh, he's been, he's, other a, stuff? he's been yeah, something like Dexter oh. a few weeks ago. He's been in a lot of stuff as a newscaster every single time because he's an actual. You know that guy that newscaster. was in that guy that was in uh, the girl from Iceland played the yeah, sheriff, Kevin Gaddy. Yeah. He was also in Atlantic Rim. I'm pretty sure. Oh, which they filmed here in yeah. in the area, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, he got a part. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm pretty got... sure I saw him, and I was like, "That's the guy from Girl from Iceland. <laughs> That's the cop." He's got a voice, a voice of an angel. So, I, Elva was in that, right? Yeah, I just saw her the other day on the trails. She like must, just randomly. You were one of the last people. She moved yeah. back to Iceland really? two days ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's I what you. Her, like, that's what you've been doing, huh? You run a lot now. Yeah, I've. It's been interesting. I Let's just talk about running. All the time. You're on. Let's talk run, about running. You're on run chat. Just in case you didn't catch it the first time. This is our guest, show Nicholas within, Fury. We're hey. doing a show within a show. This is Run Chat. What run is it? Run Chat? Run Chat. Run Chat. Run Chat Chat. Okay, go so for it. So been, let's talk about running. been running a lot? Um, yeah. So a few years ago, I used to be a little bit heavier, and I met this girl, and in order to hang out with this girl, who's now my fiance, <laughs> I uh, would go run with her on the trails. Oh, and nice. Then, Common interests. And then... Well, not really, not at the time. I mean, you had to I make was, it your common interest. I was interested in her, so if I wanted to hang out with her, I had to go run. Gotcha. Um, still not great at it, but... You literally chased her down. I did, I chased <laughs> her down. I got her. Um, yeah, so hit the trails a couple times a week, and then she started hair school, and I just kept running. So now I hit the trails a couple times a week, or I'll run before work. And I swear on my I life. lost I'm... like 50, 60 pounds doing it. I've tried over and over again to get into running. It's not great. It's not. I did I it today. I get past was... that hump where it's like, yeah, I really enjoy this. You know what I mean? No, I have bad knees. Yeah, I'm not Yeah, I have asthma. Like, I didn't like running in the military, and then I just started running. I just started running. <laughs> I started running. Running. <laughs> um, yeah, I did it today in the rain, and it was great. Running so, in the rain sounds enticing. Didn't you get a weighted vest to I run did. with? I did. I got a 20-pound weighted vest. Like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Um <laughs> How is that? Does it not bounce around like crazy? No, it sits over your shoulders like a old military like rucksack or something, like a training vest, like mm-hmm. IOTV or something you use when you deploy. Hmm. Which it has a little pocket in it, so I have like a little boombox. It's 
It's not bad. I, I got real bored during the quarantine, so I was like, what can I do that isn't at the gym okay. besides the running? So I was like, I'll buy a vest. That's where my stimulus money went. So I want to refocus the conversation. You say that you have a boombox that goes in your vest? No, so it's like, it just has a Velcro pocket, and I just put my phone in there. Okay. And then it's kind of... So like, you don't have to have headphones, you can just kind of... Yeah, I, was, I ran with headphones once on my street, and I almost got hit by a truck. Mm. Mm. I got... Ryan turned me onto those headphones that sit up above my ear a little bit, and um, so you can still hear noise with them, and if you want, like dynamic sound you put earplugs in so then it just fills in all the crevices with sound oh. I th- not me ryan no ryan cook okay i was confused i don't remember that yeah i was i would run with like i've tried like the beats and then they the battery life on those would just always die and then i tried the airpods and they're not great for running and the only other pair i have is noiseless headphones like noise canceling mm. and you, you don't want to do that so yeah canceled that truck right out canceled that truck <laughs> out and then on the trails you have to we're like dodging mountain bikes and yeah. people and turtles all kinds of crazy stuff yeah i feel like it's difficult to even go to sam's club with headphones in which yeah, is what i like to do but then some old ladies bashing you with her cart hey i like turtles i like yeah. turtles turtles and part of my logic is if i have the sound out everybody else will be able to hear me so maybe i'll warn them that i'm coming okay. oh true Goes on the ways. trails yeah yeah, so I just make as much noise, but mostly I just listen to podcasts. But you don't like, for instance, ride the public transit with such a device. On no, there. and I don't talk Man. out loud in public on my speakerphone either. Oh my That's, god! Have you worst. seen that commercial, the the Hulu commercial about becoming your parents? Yeah, the, the internet. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's like the, listen, there's a girl talking on her speakerphone. He's like, okay, now someone's talking on their speakerphone out loud in a store. Is this something we do? He's like teaching people not to be their parents. Does everybody know who else? The, who else reads books about submarines? Marines. My my dad. That's right. Your dad well, what do you do when you go to the movies? You silence your phone. Everybody know where that is? My phone doesn't have it. Yes, it does. Every phone has it. It's right here. Well, now I feel like I'm missing out. I'm going to have to check this commercial. I've watched a lot of Hulu. I just finished Solar Opposites. I'm, oh, uh, good show. I'm oh, spoiled man. because I have a piggybacked onto another account that does it, that pays for the no ads, so I don't see oh. any commercials. Dude, I, want, I went the other day to sign up for no ads, and you can't retroactively do no ads once you have the Disney bundle. Really? Oh, the Disney bundle doesn't offer it if you didn't already no. have it. You have to go in with the no ads, and then it charges you another $5 a month. Mm on top of it but i came in ads and now i can't go no ads well could you delete your entire account start a new with a new email address then with no uh, ads and then go into the disney plus i guess but i lose all my oh, recommendations and my algorithm will go reset yeah that's, you're right that's the worst you gotta yeah. weigh weigh the options i suppose yeah, remember when you used to get a new phone? It was so exciting. It was like having a new phone, and now you get a new phone, it just transfers everything seamlessly, so you have the same phone. Yeah, you don't have to figure out new. I feel like maybe I'm, I need a wipe. I used to kind of like that. Get yeah, I have, I have too much crap on my phone that's just been storing my data and stealing it and selling it to companies, I'm sure. For yeah, you have to so remember long. all your passwords. and then... No, I have the keychain. I don't even remember that. I, can I tell passwords? are my least favorite thing right now. Yeah. I have like six email accounts, a bunch of bank accounts and credit card accounts and it's like you're not supposed to keep them all the same. You're supposed to rotate them every six months. Yeah, it's just yeah like, right. Who in the world can possibly do that? What? I just started changing passwords and I'm that's the worst. It I is forget worst. everything. And, and then I now I have a terrible memory. Now that we're wearing face masks everywhere, anytime I want to pay for anything or look at my phone, it's just not recognizing me. Oh face ID. Yeah. I've heard about that problem yeah. with some folks lately. 
Dang. But anyway, I feel like we're at the point in, with technology where somebody's going to have to have some new development on how to, to secure scan everything. Scan my eyeballs or get a RFID chip or something. That's what they're going to. That's how they're going to get us to take the mark of the beast. RFID chip in the skin. Mm-hmm. I get us. Um, Satan is real. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a good song. Have you heard that? No, song? I haven't heard that song. Satan is real. It's like an old gospel song. It's an old hymn. Yeah. I was thinking as soon as you said that, I was thinking "Satan is my motor" by Cake in the nineties. Oh, that's way different. Yeah, my mom no, uh, no. found that album hidden away in my closet and was unhappy about the lyrical content of Cake's album. Come on, Cake. I know, right? I tried to explain it to her. A little she bit of understand. Satan never hurt anybody. Mom, I skipped that track. It's okay. I once convinced my parents that Bone Thugs and Harmony were a Christian group. Dude, the greatest. <laughs> Did you the scratch the explicit label no, off was the rap? It was Crossroads. It was like, look, they sing about God. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest scam ever pulled on a youth pastor was when someone in my youth group convinced him that UB40's Red Red Wine was a song about communion. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, all right, if you say so. I love that tune, though. Yeah. Maybe it'll be about communion to me from now Good on. Good old white guy reggae. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're here to talk about people so, doing stuff on the Gulf Coast. Yeah, Nick's our first mover, doer, maker, mover, and shaker. Do you like that little phrase? I feel like it's a little cheesy, but if you want to stick like it, you can. Okay, cool. It's I'm fun to say. I just keep forgetting it. Doers, makers, movers, shakers. Doers. Oh, yeah, that's what we need is a jingle. That's coming. Jordan Richards is working on that for us. We can't I've, get him to do every jingle in the world. Well, we could do that one on our own. <laughs> Make it goofy. But, uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, so doers, makers, movers, and shakers. We don't want to just focus on small business. We want to focus on people with, um, who are artists, people who are musicians, people who are yeah, uh, young, have a side hustle. Young creatives. Young creatives, Pensacola. I'd maybe say doers, doers makers, movers, and shavers. Oh, this episode. This right, guy. There you go. Right. There you go. So you I thought you were just about to come up with a good intro question for the show, which was, do you consider yourself a doer, a maker, a mover, or a shaker, or some combination of the four? Which of the four? Which of the four so, best describes you as a person? For the longest time, I don't think I considered myself like a maker or an artiste, if you will. Like I always just looked at, even just with my music, I always looked at what I did was just... I was just playing in a hardcore band or mm-hmm. I was just playing in a punk or metal band and oh I just cut hair like I'm just a barber but the longer I've been in the industry which has been five years now um, it's not just putting a three guard or a two guard on somebody's head you're actually creating shapes and balance and symmetry off of a round object with hair so I guess I would consider myself an artist now yeah, you're a sculptor, I was right? Just like, say that makes you a sculptor. Like a, yeah. You yeah, gotta like, you gotta push weight around on the head, right? That's what Chloe always says. She pushes weight around on the head. Oh, as in like like the length fizz- of the hair okay. is the weight of it or So I would say yes now, especially with everything else that I do besides just being behind a chair. Like that's my day to day, that's the bread and butter, that's the the doer, the maker, if you will. Okay. But when I really wanna move and shake things up. Um, that's probably all like the education stuff I do with all my traveling, working with Ruzel and teaching and doing stage work and technical stuff like that. That's when I'm creating the art, if you will, as far as like creating the big pompadours and telling people how to do it, why to do it, 
when to do it, how to do it, all that stuff. So that's when it's kind of artsy. I like that. It's a. It's probably pretty rare for anybody to find a career or a job or a hobby where, like, you just broke it down into all you, how you fill all four things: do or make a move or shaker, and how there's aspects of your job that fill one part of what you're interested in, and aspects that fill the other part. That's probably really satisfying for you. That was a leading question. Strike it from the record. How does that make you feel? Pretty satisfying. No, um, uh, no, it feels awesome. Like when we first quarantined, today's Monday, May the 18th, uh, we, we quarantined, we shut down a little early on March 20th, and I didn't quite mm. realize it at first, but I need to be doing something. Mm. Like create something creative to keep my mind busy. Busy? Disney? Disney. Keep my mind Disney. Uh, to keep my mind busy, because if not, then like. Message. All that depression, all that anxiety, everything else that just kind of stems from whatever issues I've had in the past, um, they started to resurface if I wasn't creating, whether it's music, playing stuff by myself on the pedal boards, making soundscapes, or doing stuff with faux fox. I have to be doing something with my hands. I have to be creating. And the playing the video games and hanging out at home wasn't cutting it. Well, you're straight edge also, right? Correct. So no weed or anything? Yeah, so I just deal with everything as it is. Just stuck in reality, yeah, lumber get man. Jacked up Cold, on caffeine. Cold hard reality. Drink um, a lot of coffee. As and... I drink my thirty-two ounce Miller High Life <laughs> champagne of beers. I'm on water tonight oh, and okay. nicotine. Um, Nick's having a rain. I got some rain, some water, some rain water. Just to describe what's happening, what everybody's drinking. There's You're a red light on in chat. the room. It's pretty yeah. chill. There's lots of art on the walls. Drink Excellent chat. space. Um, so you, what? Something you said. Reminded me of something I was thinking about the other night. You, you said, you know, you have to be doing. And I, throughout the quarantine, our, uh, our business was able to stay open. You know, we had the little shop. We altered it to make it compliant and all that stuff. And so things have been pretty busy for me already. But And I assumed that that would mean that my days, I would feel okay with coming home and, and relaxing or vegging out or being lazy or whatever. Because we're, we're, we're still working enough to stay pretty busy. And I, I, I realized the other night that I don't ever feel that way. As soon as I'm just sitting around the TV, I have anxiety, like you said, anxiety, uh, probably depression a little bit. And it's just like, why is it that I can be busy from nine to five and then still be completely feel, still completely feel like there's more. And I know it's because there is more to do, especially for a small business Mm -hmm. owner, but that's been annoying the crap out of me lately. That's really hard to do when you're just an independent business owner is to self-motivate and know when to turn it off and go to bed. Turning it off is the hard part. I can yeah. self-motivate all day long, but for sure. stopping that is not easy yeah, for me I'll at all. I'll find myself, I'll work until 9, 10 o'clock if I let it happen. Like, I'll just keep going. Like, when we when we first st- stayed at home, uh, we still try to stick to a schedule, like a routine, where we'd wake up, I'd make coffee, we'd get breakfast, I'd go run, ran out long enough, so then I'd come back and we'd eat lunch. Then we do landscaping, yard work. We go to Home Depot. That seems to be the mecca during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Buying plants, anything for the house, oh, paint. plants. Anything, I was anything. wondering. I Man, I haven't gone to Home Depot or Lowe's once, plants. I don't think. Plants. I didn't plants. really do much home improvement during the quarantine. I bought a grill. That was about the only trip, and it was 100% terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've been there. It. We've been there so many times. <laughs> um, but to get back to what I was saying, like just a routine – 
is what we were trying to stick with. And I still treated my day as if I had a work day. So I'd wake up, same normal time, and then I'd finish doing everything maybe about five or six, and then I'd allow myself to like hang out. So I wouldn't do a whole lot of video game playing, TV show watching. It was so just, you were able to turn it off. I, yeah, I could, of I'd turn it off a little bit, but at the same time, like Ruzel was having us make instructional how-to videos i got on instagram a few times and like did some live videos just prepping a mannequin for some classes i had to teach um there's a house call here and there so i stayed pretty busy but um yeah survival i went to survival mode real hard yeah um do what you gotta do and um yeah just try to stay in a routine just hanging out so i was still able to be a little bit creative we watched a lot of peaky blinders so then i'd go like destroy a bunch of mannequin heads doing peaky blinder haircuts mm-hmm. with hand flippers like just doing weird creative stuff my wife accidentally gave me a peaky blinders haircut for yeah. quarantine yeah nice she undercut me a little oh. too too close oh yeah. look at you off the fucking shelby <laughs> now you need well, now you need one of those cabbie hats yeah i might have one in the closet with a razor blade and a lead a lead pipe in it i need to rewatch that show i stopped after the second season well we're open now so you don't have to don't get touched Keep up. rocking that haircut if you don't want. Is it? Well, don't tell my wife. It looks really good, right, Nick? Yeah, it's great. Thank you. I think it's great. Very great. I keep it under a hat 90% of the time. So I got a haircut for my wife, too. It's excellent. Well, your wife's a professional, man. <laughs> it's, you got new color, too. Your roots aren't showing. It's excellent. So uh, you teach for Ruzel. You want to tell our listeners what Ruzel is? Yeah, talk sure. about Ruzel. So Ruzel is a men's grooming line based out of Rotterdam, Holland, that was established in 2014 out of a barbershop called Scorum, Harsniger, and Barbier by two guys, uh, Rob, the Bloody Butcher, and Lane, the Bearded Bastard. And they basically they started a pomade line in the kitchen of their old barbershop, they almost set the shop on fire, and then with a little help from some people in the States, that uh, evolved into what it is today, where I believe we are the top, the first, if not the second, men's grooming line in the entire world. Wow. So I work for a worldwide company, and I'm an international educator for them. Man, that's awesome. I didn't realize they were uh, worldwide. We don't really talk about Ruzel that often, except for when I get my hair cut every mm-hmm. once in a while. Yeah, they, they're pretty big now. It's kind of crazy. We have... A, about 60 educators all over the world most of them in the u.s we're about 48 in the states and then the other 12 to 20 are spread out throughout the world so there's a total of 60 people doing what you do mm-hmm. roughly that's pretty impressive man a worldwide company and you're one of 60 yeah and i'm and the, within the 60 i'm one of i'd say 10 that actually are a level two educators so i do a lot of hands-on training so i've traveled to puerto rico twice they'll hold seminars and classes of eight to ten people for about a week and teach them the ways that we cut hair and which is an old school way to, to approach barbering how can you tell us more about what the old school approach to barbering is it's just more of clipper over comb type techniques scissor over comb techniques um using Do you flat use top manual combs. clippers have you ever used manual i have clippers? i can that's not fun really no. i did it one over the quarantine Make a little you bit feel like a sheep what do they yeah. look like? What's They're a manual just, clipper? How's it different than electric? Oh. It's a hand pump. Oh, We're like all do, a, doing this like a pliers. camera. I, I, I know exactly what you're yeah. saying. I got some in my car. Well, you'll have to show them to me after. Pop the, pop the trunk. So we'll go and teach uh, just old school techniques. A lot of 
classic hairstyle. So pompadours, vanguards, flat tops. Are they um, super traditional, or do you do you guys flare them up? We've started to touches? flare them up a little bit more, but when I first joined the team, it was like you're cutting hair, you're doing a fade, you're not using guards. So I was learning how to manipulate the comb in your tools to do a fade, mm-hmm. and then over time to produce a cleaner haircut, a uh, more modern approach. We've started incorporating like guards and like clips and a couple different tools and techniques and implements to create the looks that we want. Very cool. And you work at Wilfrid's here in town, right? Yep. Work at Wilfrid's downtown. How many barbers you got in there right now? Right now we have seven. Seven barbers. And of the seven, I am the creative director and lead barber at Wilfrid's. I have been for about two and a half years. That's awesome, man. Neat. And you carry a lot of Rizzle stuff there. I bought a can of pomade the last time I got a haircut from you, which is almost empty, so it's probably time to come in for another haircut. Yeah, we carry that. We carry a bunch of other brands. Um, it's, you want to have all kinds of different stuff for, for sure. people. Like, everybody just because I love Rizzle doesn't mean everybody else has to. I, th- I think that the thing I love the most about what I got was the... Um, <clears throat> it smelled... Better than any other pomade I've ever mm-hmm. had. That That's one what we're known for. It was really. like chocolatey almost. It's probably the fiber, the dark blue, blue. Dark blue can? Yep. So what's the, what are the, the notes on that one other than chocolate? It was chocolate, I think vanilla and peppermint. Yeah. And from what I remember, wow. they've removed... They removed some of the notes of some of the other stuff, so it's like oh, okay. more like peppermint vanilla now. Okay. Well, anyway, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, it's great. I used the pink one. But I don't use it much anymore. It's super heavy. I'm always a with a hat on now. these days just to keep the sweat and the hair out of my face. So I don't. I only do it if we get dressed up to go out. And we're not really getting dressed up to go out very often anymore. Nah, there's no reason to. We went to Union the other day to try to have like a normal, air quotes, normal Friday night. Mm-hmm. Once Tasha got off work and we sat outside, which was nice. The weather was great. Frank was our server, so it was a good time. But nice. Franco. There were only... 12 tables and two servers and it was just such a weird experience i st- yeah. still going like i have moments throughout the day and throughout the week where i'm just like is this still happening like yeah. this is something that's going on still like you forget you just forget just for you're just like oh wait a minute yeah so you've spent a lot of time in uph because tasha used to yeah she used to bartend there so i used to hang out there a lot so it may not be as shocking to others as it is to you to go in there and only be a but you can't even sit there. I haven't even opened up the inside yet. Is it the back patio? Or? Yeah, it's back okay. patio. Okay. Yeah. And mo- they, they have that closed off a lot of time anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's good they're getting some use out of it. Great sandwiches there. Yeah. We were taking advantage of their... They were doing like a service industry discount mm-hmm. during the beginning of this thing. And we were going over there to get like half price chicken sandwiches Heck a yeah. couple times a week. That sambal chicken sandwich is my go-to for sure. That's our thing. Yeah. Very good. You're listening to Sandwich Chat. <laughs> talking about the chicken sandwich from UPH. If you have a favorite sandwich, you can always weigh in on the Podsicola Twitter. Hit us up at, on Twitter. Tell us your favorite Sammy. At Podsicola, your favorite sandwich. Specifically from UPH. Yeah. I haven't eaten there since I've been vegan much. It's good. It's just a Whole Foods kind of place. Yeah. I know they have vegan stuff, or they did. These have veggie plates, but I'm sure that gets old. Yeah, man. Just eating veggie plates. But if I get tomato on a plate, right? As a cook, <laughs> yeah. I, every veggie plate I've thought of in the past, or every place that place that I've worked that has had a veggie plate, it's just the most 
low effort thing. There's some real weird malice with cooks towards vegans specifically, where like they just hate making vegan stuff. And I'm not going to name names, mm-hmm. but I know I've I've known a couple who were like that. And I was at this restaurant in Atlanta that I worked at, and uh, one chef left. The new chef came in, and, we, and he was like, uh, "What's the vegan options?" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's the vegan plate. We just." You know, whatever's around, Dice we throw it in tomato. a saute pan and we what heat it up and then we put it with some potatoes. We put a something. cucumber on a plate. And he got... Sometimes we cut it. He got pissed. We, we nixed that thing that day and, and had three new vegan options by the end of the day. One was an heirloom tomato salad that was quite delicious. But yeah. Anyway, sandwich chat and food chat can end now. I'm sorry for the rabbit trail. No, that's all we're doing here. Rabbit trailing? Yeah. Right, we're supposed to be talking about Nick, how he moves and shakes his mover and doer. So that's the teaching side of things, and kind of what's going on at Wilfred's. What do you do, like in your, if how do you train yourself or keep yourself active in the field of male grooming or female grooming? I don't know. Do you do many females? Not. I don't necessarily do a whole lot of long stuff, longer hair, hairstyles. Um, for me personally, if things are still, when things are open, we'll, we'll think pre-COVID here. When things are open, I'll go to classes. There's all kinds of classes constantly, whether it's a different brand. We have to travel to these classes or they're here in town um, or online? Or? So they can be in town and I'll travel to them as well. Um, I have plans to go to LA in the at the end of July, beginning of August, to go to Sassoon Academy for about a week and attend a men's cutting course out there. Uh-huh. If it opens up, if it opens up, I'll go out there and go to class. Um, if it doesn't, then I'll just push it back. But I've gone to Rotterdam, Holland, and went to class on, out there. California's on like super lockdown. Yeah, they're locked down like the August. Lockdownest of lockdown. And e- even emailing them is just a, a mess. Like they don't even have access mm-hmm. to computers. They're like the bluest state, right? California. I think so. Aren't they? Yeah. I don't want to, you know, pigeonhole them. For a minute, there is like a wide viewership. We don't want to influence the. They're like, we're not open unless we get a vaccination. So, well, you're not opening then. Yeah. You're just going to break, break California <laughs> off and let it float into the ocean at that point. That's what everybody wants to do anyway, It's supposed right? to have broken <laughs> off when I was a kid, man. I don't know what it's Same waiting for. Florida. They had been talking about that. So we'll go to classes and stuff and travel. Like, I, I went to the old school in Holland and Rotterdam. Uh, as part of being a Rusal educator, we got to just go over there for free. You just have to get there. So I went over there and did the class for about a week and then hung out with Rob, one of the owners. He's super into punk rock and Is comic the, books. Is he the butcher or the, yeah, he's bloody, the butcher. bloody one? The blo- okay, bloody, bloody butcher. butcher. So he's a lot of the times like the creative behind Rusal, and then Lane does a lot of the business and comes up with ideas as well, but Rob does most of the hands-on photo shoots, hairstyles, that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, he they're looks from- cool, right? Because hmm? he looks cool, right? Sure. Doesn't he? <laughs> they both look pretty cool. Um, but uh, So I went over there and hung out with him, and he bought me some comic books, went to his house, hung out, had dinner with his family. He's like the uncle, the cool uncle. That's basically what Rob is to me. He's like my cool uncle. Um, went over there, hung out, did three days of the course, where it's a little different for me because I already work for the company. So instead of learning the techniques for the first time, I would do the techniques and go through the class like everybody else, but instead of just teaching the techniques to me, they would kind of reinforced how to teach the techniques and what to look for. There's like special attention given to you. Yes and no. Like they didn't pay so much attention to me because I knew what I was doing, but they would, they almost went harder on me because I'm already a part of the team. So they're like, 
no, do it better. No, do it better. No, do it better. And they just kept on heart, like honing in on me to make sure I was doing it better because I should know how to do it better. Mm-hmm. And then breaking it down, like how you can teach that and then move forward from there. So that was, that was a pretty cool experience. I want to go back because now they have another class where you do the whole class again. You can do shaving and then also photography. How to capture, That's a, good thing to how to capture a lot of... Yeah, because Instagram, stuff. obviously like a lot of... Uh, hairstylist professionals use Instagram and oh, yeah. Facebook to kind of show people what they're doing. I mean, social media is very important for any little business, yep. I imagine. Well, that's a big thing that I had to learn myself for a lot of photography. Like, photographer, uh, most of my family's a photographer. My uncle and my grandpa, they were all photographers and stuff. So I had to, like, huh. kind of dig into that part of my family tree, if you will, and figure out how to do that, too. And just watching people, watching videos, picking the brains of other creatives, if you will, do about you, how they do things. Do you use a, what kind of camera do you use? Use your phone? Uh, I use a Nikon. I bought an actual camera. Okay. So I got a, a Nikon 5600. 50, I got a Nikon 5600, and I run a 35 millimeter, a 50, and an 85. And I have my kit lens. I don't know much about Nikon's. I'm a Canon man myself, but uh, that 85 millimeter lens is so fantastic. Oh, it's nice. Stuff. It's great. I love mine. I use it all the time. But I got I got the 35 and my kit lens mostly for videos and stuff, just for my walk around lens. Mm-hmm. You're, you're listening to Camera Chat. <laughs> talking it's ever to, evolving. I'm talking to Nicholas Fury today. Works at Wilfred's downtown. If you're hankering for a haircut in Pensacola. How, uh, so now that things are opening back up, are you super booked out like for a long time? Or Yeah, within the sec- within two days, we're already booked out about two weeks, which that is, it's interesting being opened back up because there's so many rules and regulations as far as what we can and can't do. Like every haircut has to be an hour, which I don't necessarily mind. I like having the extra time to like really hone the haircut and shape it and uh, pay attention to all the details and really make it what I want it to be. But that extra time is supposed to be meant for sanitation, mm. breaking down the station, cleaning everything. It's almost as if we've become tattoo artists in the way that we're working, cleaning everything down, mm. every single person. So wait, you say it has to be an hour. Like, can't be less than an hour, can't be more than an hour? You can get done early, but, like, so... Your appointment is booked The appointment time, time is okay. only is an hour, so... sort of new okay. mandate that you... No, no, you have really to go slow. No, 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 no. It's mostly just for sanitation stuff afterwards, so, like... Our normal appointment slots are 45 minutes, so typically your haircut, the way we break down our service, is you do the haircut within 20, 25 minutes, depending on how technical it is or what they want, and then you shampoo, you blow dry, you style, and then you clean up and you turn around, and you're doing that all in 45 minutes. Now we have the normal haircut time, which I'm still doing a haircut in 25, 30 minutes. Most of them don't want shampoos mm-hmm. because they don't want hands to touch them, hands yeah. all over them right now. And we're not doing hot towels, so not really getting the full service. So you get them in and out 20, 25 minutes, and then they're just going to go off and do whatever they want to do. So most of them are getting their hair actually styled up. And then you clean up the station, which takes about five minutes, and then you're just sitting around. Mm -hmm. So it's great being open, but we're working at such a low capacity that you're not really making – you're still making money in the tips, but, like, you're not generating as much of an income right now. Sure. Are people tipping better in your industry? Yeah, they're they're still tipping as if we were getting ready to close. So it's it's been nice because we're so on an average day I'd see about twelve to fifteen people. Right now I'm seeing about eight to nine. 
So do you think it'll ever go back to the faster method? Or do you think you'll, you're stuck with these kind of sanitation methods for a while? Uh, I give it about a month, and then wow. we'll go back to what it was. Okay. Just based off of, like, once you see what we need to do as far as cleaning everything down, we're just spraying the chair and we're spraying our tools anyway. Okay. Like, as you know, being in the tattoo industry, tattoo shops are super, super clean. Barber shops are on the same side of that coin where that's all we went to school for was realistically, yeah, you learn how to cut hair, but it's all sanitation and sterilization procedures. Right. So everything we do is to make sure that we have a clean and safe working environment for the client coming into the shop. So everything's clean. The only real big thing now is we're cleaning the chair in between every person. We have new capes for every person, and we wear gloves and masks. Right. So it's kind of over the top for what they want us to do, but it's required right now. You think you're going to stick with gloves after I, I was already kind of wearing gloves before because hair splinters are a real thing. Oh, man. The more, I've the been worst. hearing about this thing. This sounds terrible. Tell it's everybody the worst. about hair splinters. So hair splinters, if you've ever had any sort of encounter with a cactus, prickly pear cactus, uh, hair splinters are like that, but for hair. You basically you cut the hair at the angle with a sharp tool, and it is so small that it gets embedded into your skin. And if you don't pick it out, it can get infected. Chloe gets them all the time. They're pretty gnarly. I've had them in my teeth. I've had them in my oh, nipples. <laughs> you get hair splinters in your nipples, your fingers, it's in your gums. Yeah, it's awful. So Nobody maybe it's better to wear a mask, keep them hairs out of your mouth. Boy. Yeah. How about how about I heard I saw a meme that was talking about the stuff that gets stuck behind your eyeball. Like there's a debris filled behind your eyeball of. Well, I mean, they tell you to blink once, and stuff doesn't just magically go away. So yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. What do you think you got rattling around back there, Sean? Oh, for me, yeah. probably lots of blood spray particles. Sure, sure. Because I've been tattooing for years. It's my hopes and, and dreams and are back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shake, shake your head a little bit. And you can hear them rattling around in the background. But for people that cut hair, probably just lots of other people's hair. Yeah. So I imagine that your body breaks down. They, I've heard stories of barbers and stylists. I don't know how true this is, but once you die, if you get cremated, your body explodes <laughs> because what? of all because of all the hair. <laughs> it just burns up. Blood. It just burns up. The hair in you your lungs. Seen him go up like man. a Let straw mattress, you. boy. I tell you what, <laughs> went up like a straw bale. The Fourth of July. Y'all burn straw bales on the Fourth of July? Oh no, crazy. I was born on the 4th of July, and I can tell you I've never burnt a straw bale. Well, let's change that this year. On my birthday. Man, we're going to probably be Apparently able to have a birthday there. party by the time your birthday rolls around. You think so? i got to find somebody with a nice pool. Well, we know old Sammy boy. No, he moved. No, he moved. That doesn't mean we still can't use it. Yeah, it's his parents' house. I'm saying now. Sam, we're using a... I wish that fucking city pool was open on July 4th. It'd be cool to just get everybody a, a city pool or something like yeah, that. That place looks packed every time I look down on it from the interstate. Yeah, really? Yeah. I've never During seen the summer, it. anyway. I've never seen it busy once. I have fond memories of the public pool from being a kid. I like that place. I don't think anybody uses it anymore. Really? I don't think so. I thought I saw people there last summer. Huh. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe it was summers ago and I rented just... Rented it out for a party or something? Maybe. Oh man, if you could do that, then we're talking. That's where we should have the barbecue this year. Mm-hmm. Just rent a pool. There you go. Stay in the pool. It'd be cold. It would just be cold. <laughs> just be so miserable. Cold. Dude, it's September again. So, just yeah. get everybody's inflatable pools that they bought during the quarantine and bring them all together. Yeah, I'm sure I'm not unique in that I have one in my yard. <laughs> and what about <laughs> It's actually, I was surprised. Jen wanted to get it, and I was opposed mentally, but I instantly said, okay, sure, whatever you want to get. But, uh, 
I've had two really relaxing sessions in that little pool. We bought it and haven't even used it. I had to borrow an uh, air mattress pump. From I used the blow dryer to blow it up. Yeah, okay. Oh, that didn't Mm-mm. melt it or anything? Mm-mm. Cold shot. All right. Blow dryers have that. I don't use a blow dryer that often. So with all my training in the barbering world, that's the only thing I've got is a <laughs> blow up. That's the artistic pool. side that's of your, the, of your the endeavors, man. Look what I inflated. Oh, I wanted to ask you about a You're story, blowing up. A tale uh, that you kind of told me part of. I wanted you to tell it if you want to. But uh, what was it like doing on your last night before the shutdown you you cut hair until like midnight right yeah pretty much what time um, did you start um so we started okay so generally what i end up doing is i'm i try to be the first one general uh i try to be the first one in the shop most days just whether it's taking clients getting in there having a little bit of peace and quiet just some time to like focus on what the task for the day is what i'm going to do just get my station ready and just chill before it gets really busy in there. Yeah, so you're a creative director. you got to figure out which direction you're going to create. Yeah, it's usually in forward. Forward? Usually okay. forward. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just got up there uh, about 8 o'clock. I think I started cutting at 8.30. Just random taking people that were my friends. And then I was there until about 11.30. 8.30 in, in, in the morning. morning. Oh, in the morning. I, was, wow. I got there at 8.30 in the morning. And my whole idea behind this was if we were shutting down on Saturday the next day, so we weren't really getting any guidance from the state or anything. So we were just like, with a couple other shops in the area, we all kind of thought we would shut down at the same time out of solidarity with one another. So like all like the notable shops, like worth visiting shops in town, like East Hill or House of Barbers, those barber shops that are our friends, uh, like wait, we're just, they all shut down either that same week or they're about to shut down. So we, we were going to shut down that Saturday. So in my mind, I was like, well, if we're going to shut down Saturday, I'm going to cut hair till Saturday since we're going to be closed. So I put it out on the internet saying, hey, I'm working until I can't. And um, it's a cutathon. It's basically a cutathon. So I went from 8:30 in the morning until 11:30 at night. How many? Do you know how many appointments you had? In that time? Uh, I took about 18. Big Which day. was my record. I What's had 17. Record? 17 was my record, so it's 18 now. Very cool. And that was no lunch. I get delivery and stuff, but it's hanging out until 1130. And it was crazy. Like, we, I, we shut Palavox down. We were the last thing open. Oh, wow. Which was interesting. My business is just off of Palafox, but not quite as on Palafox as you are. How was, uh, how was the, the tone down there leading up to... It was very... Um, it was very bleak. Yeah. Did you did you see? Were you ever out on this? I'm sure you were. I mean, you just said you were, but so being out on the streets of Paw Fox, especially like on a gallery night or something like that, when there's nobody there, it was supposed was, to be gallery night. That was the it was supposed night? to be gallery night. It was empty. You could see from North Paw Fox all the way down to like the pier. If you're not in Pensacola or never have been, the gallery night is where they they block off the section of Paw Fox and uh, artists and vendors and food and all kinds of stuff gets thrown up in the streets and people just walk around and uh used to be that the focus was on going into galleries yeah, it used to be like an artsy one of those where the galleries were the focus and then after that it did it drinking basically it just the became focus. a bourbon street yeah which i don't begrudge them that it's who good, cares good for the community yeah. i don't really go anymore it's a little yeah. you, you kids have fun with your gallery night <laughs> i'll stay over a couple streets away from it yeah you can come to nomadics we'll have our own off gallery night yeah Ooh. And so, yeah, that night was, it was pretty, 
it was just quiet. Like you could mm-hmm. see straight down the road, nothing was open. And uh, so we closed off the night. And then, in, like, typical Pensacola fashion, there's always just like, we're not a big city, but we're not a small city. But you have those, every so often, you get those subtle reminders that you're still in the South. So we go out on the street, and you see this huge lifted truck with neon underglow and huge tires with your shitty monster-drinking white dude <laughs> blasting country rap on Palafox. Uh, his name's Kyle. Go, yeah, so you see Kyle in his truck driving down Palafox at 11.45 at night just blasting his, like, I don't know. I can't even think of like country rap songs by himself, just <laughs> rolling down Palafox. Was he in the truck like, by himself too? Yes. Oh man. <laughs> and we're just like, yep. <laughs> there it is, Pensacola. That man was uh, observing history. He was observing a <laughs> yeah. canceled gallery, gallery night. Yeah. He's uh, he's an anthropologist, if you ask me. So that was that was the last <laughs> last Friday night. What's the difference between that guy and the Indian crying over the littered field? You know? <laughs> Nothing. Same. That's the same thing. It's two different. She's just missing wild Gregs rolling yeah. down the street. I would, yeah. One single tear. I would tier. love to make that advertisement. To sh- get, i got to get Christian Alaha to help me with that. <laughs> Go shoot it downtown. Or some, somebody who wishes they were out drinking and clubbing on a Friday night. No, what I really want to do, I just Wild really want to get in a fight at Wild Greg's with their security <laughs> yeah. staff right now. <laughs> and I'll miss. That's open always. it up. Open it back up, people. Yeah. We've got to open it back we up. We need to get wild at Greg's. Need, open it up. I need a haircut and to hit a bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> and then subsequently be hit by the same bouncer. And then have them delete the, the footage. <laughs> <laughs> I sold my truck to pay for them deleting that footage. It was the same day. <laughs> All right, you're listening to Palafox Chat. <laughs> I like this. Bit. Hottest, I like this bit you're cultivating. The hottest Palafox Chat on all the internet, Got right all here. The gossip. Nobody else talks about Palafox as much as us. We're the number one Palafox Chat podcast on People, the internet. We have been talking about Palafox since the beginning. Do not forget it. Do not let others impersonate us. Intergalactic <laughs> vampires, vampires, Joe. They live on Palafox, I'm that telling was, you. That was Jen's least favorite part of the last episode. Oh. <laughs> we were listening to the I man. brought a call it back. <laughs> yeah. How about I bring it back every week then? Well, we just, it, uh, it was the loudest part of the episode. We got really rowdy at that oh. moment. And so we were in the van driving back from Atlanta yesterday. And she wanted to listen to it. So we listened to it and uh, it was, yeah, she, she literally, she was driving and she jumped. <laughs> Swerved a little bit. Dude, okay, so talking about doers, makers, movers, and shakers, Ryan is one of these as well. And you got your most amount of bottles you've ever gotten yesterday, right? Yes, that was, uh, that is true. We put more bottles in the van than ever. I bought the same amount as my last order, and I bought it, uh, Mrs. Jones bought a pallet too. So we, we had one pallet that was for her and four that were for us. But Still yeah, moving and shaking. 5,700 bottles, and that'll last um, the. Forty the four the four pallets that are mine will last us a month. Because you're working on a new soda, can you talk just, about that's that? That's just our yeah sure. That's just our uh, our baseline now though. When things are busy, really? four pallets four a pallets month now? is wow. It, we don't sell four pallets a month, but you have to keep your back stock, yeah. or else you're working too hard. So we've just figured out that we start to run out of bo- empty bottles, but we have plenty of bottles in the cooler. But you have to have empty bottles ready on hand so you can keep making stuff, and it's just a cycle. So. Uh, but yeah, four pallets a month is what we pick up, and we run through them pretty quick. Um, but yeah, we do have uh, we have a new soda that came out that's coming out tomorrow. 
uh, Thai Hot Pineapple, which is a spicy, the return of an old favorite. Nick yes. knows a lot about this. I love that one. app that that was brought up. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we, we did a, Nick had a show for Faux Fox two years ago now? It was last year. Last, was last year, year was the soda feature. It was six years ago as far as I'm concerned now. Yeah. In the quarantine. So this year would have been our third year running. Yeah, talk about Faux Fox. So, what are you guys working on? Um, real quick, with Ryan Soda, the Thai Hot Pineapple. So last year... Every year, Faux Fox, the band I'm in, we do this thing called the Beginning of Summer Beach Bummer. Yeah. And last year, Beginning of Summer Beach Bummer Part 2, um, I don't know if we had still bumming in there or not, but it was Summer Beach Bummer. Uh, we asked Ryan if we could collaborate with him and have a soda. So we called it Faux Fox's Fantastic Flaming Pineapple Party Punch. Oh, yeah. It was a white-label soda, which means it was something that we already made, but we rebranded it for you. But the branding on it, I loved it. I loved the, yeah, it was the awesome. label for it. It was really good. So um, this year, we would have had another one, but just with how things are going, Chizuko still shut down. And what we're going to do this year is basically what we did this show every year is it's a celebration of us releasing our new record. But this year, the way we're going to do it was we were going to play the show and every year it kind of evolves with like genres, bands that are playing. This year's gonna be a little bit heavier because our sound's changing a little bit. Mm. And we were gonna use this show as a way to raise money for us to record in the spring of next year. But since our pandemic and our actual summer bummer, um, we are not playing the show, but we're still writing music. Okay. Have you considered doing some sort of an online? Show that's, like people are doing that's, that. That's been brought up a few times about as, as far as it's like trying to do a live stream to raise some money. And for a while, the other guys were uh, generous enough to try to do it and raise the money for me because I wasn't working. And just to kind of give me a little bit more of a buffer for bills and stuff. But everything's fine as far as my stuff goes now. So I think if we do a live stream, we'll probably just. I think we were in talks of if we do a live stream, we'll raise money for. The venue, okay, because we For don't, yeah, because we don't know what's going on with them yet. Yeah, I and, talked to Jess last week uh, just to check on them because they're one of our customers too, obviously. And uh, she said they're doing some cool renovations in there. Uh, they're working on their kitchen a little bit, cool. so cool. I think that they're they they shut down before anybody. Yeah, that was before a anybody told them they had to. They were closed a week before everybody else. I yep. think maybe two, and uh, I think that they're taking the time to to figure it out. I, I hope they're. Yeah, I haven't really asked her about. Obviously, I'm, we're not that good of friends. I didn't ask her about her finance or anything like yeah. that. But we'll all need to swarm down there as soon as they reopen. I'm we're sure. all we're. Uh, if, what's in your if wallet? you guys are listening, Jess and Daisy, we need you to reopen. Yeah, we're uh, ready. When you well, are. we miss you at least. Yes, we miss you. Please reopen. I miss those delicious sandwiches. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, I'll tell you right now. If you do the summer bummer, when, however you redo it as a live event, even if it's not in the summer or if it's next year, I, we'll do an actual. We'll create an actual new. If it's up to me, we'll just wow. redo it. You heard it here for, her yeah. first, folks. Another one. We'll custom. do another one. All right, custom. One. Jerks coming out with custom sodas for every. Got some blood orange juice. That you I know, we've thought Ooh. about. We've wanted to do a blood orange one. There we go, man. That's been, just. I've been dying to do it, and I just haven't gotten around to it. And I it got. I got a big big bulk of it sitting in the freezer so I'm the ready. blood orange is the most 2000 hardcore of all the oranges oh interesting yes oh. well i'm sure we'll figure that into the branding yeah you're listening to orange chat <laughs> uh, but yeah uh yeah we've actually we've talked about how we wish we had a blood orange soda blood so orange. <laughs> <I think laughs> the best one of the best sodas i ever had uh 
well, within the last few years, was a, a blood orange ginger beer that I got at Ooh. Joe Patty's. Uh, I like to deliver to places that carry sodas other than ours and then buy a couple of them and try them and just see yeah, what's going on. Yeah, testing out the market. Yeah, and so I immediately was like, oh, blood orange and ginger. And so we made a blood orange ginger last year that was different by a mile, but still the same kind of general vibe. And it was good, but I want to play... The, it, the ginger kind of steals from the blood orange. Really? Because ginger is mm. such a strong flavor. Yeah. And you're listening to Soda Chat. Soulless. <laughs> ginger is soulless. It'll just steal but, flavor right off of somebody. <laughs> Knock the flavor right out of your mouth. Yeah, but I, I think we're we've talked about doing another one or playing that same show, calling it what it is, but doing it another time because like this summer is an actual I, bummer I this year. Can, so. I think you could keep the name and everybody will feel it yeah. because I mean the summer is shaping up to be a bit of a bummer at yeah. least. So yeah, I mean the the not so summer bummer later yeah. on isn't going to be not not so summer bummer. Uh, what else is so you're not recording right now with Fofox? You were planning on it in the spring. Who knows now? Yeah, so um, we're just writing right now, um, which is it's been pretty interesting. Cause, you said you're going heavier. Yeah, we're a little bit heavier. So uh, I used to play in a band called Blight. Yeah, and sick. We uh, it was like a post metal rock. I love Blight thing, as well. like a black metal post metal thing. Um, we actually got the old other guitar player, Nick. It's like for fans of... Like Russian Circles, This Will Destroy You, right, right. Explosions in the Sky. Um, I got some stuff, fun stuff about that, too, but I can't talk about it. Um, ooh. Ooh. Come on, you don't want to break an exclusive here on... <laughs> well, I have no... I have Listen, nothing man, to do with it, so I can't do it. we have seven listeners <laughs> right now. Um, More than that. So we got Nick Holt, and he's in the band, and it's been interesting incorporating his influences and in what we're doing. Because Nick and I have worked well, so worked so well together in the past, and then I work well with the mics in Fox, so it's kind of everybody's influences yeah. mashed up. Okay. So it's a little bit heavier. Mike's screaming a little bit more vocally. I'm doing a little more screaming vocally. Michael's still singing, and now we have everybody's influences. So it's a little bit heavier, and he's got a whole different theme. For oh, this you mean as the well, Michaels? Too. Yeah, the Mike, the microphone, the Michaels. Thought you were singing. So now we can also use the horrible joke that we're like Pete and Pete, but worse because we have two mics and two nicks. <laughs> two mics and nicks. Oh wow! So we brought it back. Um, are you? Are, is uh, Nick Holt related to Josh Holt? Yeah, they're twins. Oh, Twankies. You've played in bands with Josh before, right? Yeah, that was Blake. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. But he's not doing drums on in Fox. No, Mike McDonald is. Okay, right. Still. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Dude, have two drummers, man. Two, bands with <laughs> two Josh drummers just did that for a Josh minute. was just here, but he... Um, so he left Blight initially to become a air traffic controller. And he was living up in Connecticut for the last few years. And he's moving out. to Miami right now. So he's in the area. He's back in the state. So there might be... Some new blight material coming out in the future, nice. but you didn't wow. hear that I worked with Josh at a, when he was a dishwasher. I remember yeah. that all started at uh, Pensacola Basque. Him getting the job as a dishwasher—that's right. You yeah. you recommended him. Yeah. He didn't walk off the job. He's the best dishwasher I've ever seen. He moved on up to noodle maker. Dude, since Nick mentioned it, Pensacola Basque's got some some yeah. action yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, we'll have an official announcement in the next day or so, but. Uh, we're doing a screening with the pop-up movie tour on Ooh. this Saturday. Okay. So we got the rights to do Big Lebowski, and uh, they're giving us an hour before the movie starts to do a big or Pensacola Lebowski pop-up. Uh, so we'll do a couple of games. We'll have some, you know, hopefully some Maybe people some, do some costumes. Some, some yard bowling? 
We're not encouraging anyone to get out of the mm, car. Yeah, so yeah we can't. Right. We can't get people. They're out allowed of their to cars. get out of the car, but we can't ask them to. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we're figuring out some digital ways to to be able to interact and have some fun and make it interesting. So uh, it'll be a good time. You and could do an actual ringer toss now oh, from man. the real car. Everybody, bring your ringer and hit <laughs> somebody else's else. car. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yeah, so we'll have an hour beforehand. We'll do some fun stuff, and then we'll um, we'll uh, hopefully be. Talking about doing an official event. Uh, yeah, we're talking about bringing it back, doing t- another Pensacola Valley. TBD. Obviously, we can't really set a date for anything right now, but this was a good little kick yeah. in the pants. We've been talking Pandemic about allowing. Pandemic yeah. allowing. Yes. Yeah. So uh, as, we'll, we'll probably give out virus. some free passes to that, even though we don't know when it'll be and stuff like that. We got a bunch of merch we're going to throw around to people. So it'll be a fun, fun, little, fun little evening on a Saturday. Heck yeah. 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 Mm. Pop up movie chat. They, they. I think they just got some publicity on like big news, like national ABC, ABC, ABC yeah. national news. news. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I saw that. It's awesome. I mean, it's a, it's a good concept, and they, uh, they got it up really. I mean, those guys know how to put on events. That's what they yeah, do. That's you what know? they do. Corey and Michael and Josh and all those guys, and uh, yeah, I mean, they. Uh, I we went to three different nights on the first weekend. And had a really good time. They're ironing out the kinks, and things are getting better every time I go. So, I'm excited for it. I know they bought bigger screens this week. Oh wow! So they've got they had a 20 and a 30, and now they have a 40 and a 50 foot Damn. screen. Damn. The biggest one they could feasibly find was a hundred footer, and they're they've got they're doing that villain thing where they're tapping their fingers together, <laughs> thinking, <laughs> thinking about getting that one. But they're very expensive. They're not cheap because yeah. these are not low rent items that they got they're the real deal yeah. um so yeah i'm excited to see it on a bigger screen this this week i saw star wars rise of skywalker and big went for old school oh yeah so. we haven't gone because i don't want to sit in my car for that long i like i like my car right i'm comfortable in my car maybe more comfortable in the big jerk van but jim won't let me take that because it's a rude vehicle <laughs> for blocking a the, yeah, yeah you'd have to either sit in the back or yeah. Yeah, but I will say, on the top of park it. that thing sideways, right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Show the movie on your van. Um, for people who don't like to sit in their car, I mean, you are, like I said, you are allowed to get out. Lots of people bring their own lawn chairs, and they just sit their lawn chairs in front of or beside their vehicle, have a little picnic style food and beverage out there. They also do food there that you can have delivered. There are no vegan options except for mm. French fries, though. I will say, I'm used to that life. Yeah, that is your life. You know what's up. Yeah. Um, the French yeah. fries only life. But so yes, uh, we'll be doing that. Come out to that. Uh, look for it on the Pensacolabowski Facebook page and twi- uh, Instagram page, and I'm sure the pop up movie tour will be posting it as well. So you heard it here first, folks. Um, sorry, I got a text from my wife telling me to bring the dinner home. I mean, she's not cooking. Oh, oh, nice. We'll have a conversation about that later. <clears throat> yeah. You're listening to Chauvinist Chat. Better have my dinner ready when I get home chat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were talking about Faux Fox, and we weren't talking about the new Blight album that we're all very excited about. <laughs> I will say that uh, Faux Fox, the last album, you said you got some 
influences from other projects, obviously, coming in because you're using the same guys between two projects. And I, I feel like you were starting to do that on the last... I'm no music critic, but I feel like you were already gearing up with a little bit of heavier sound. Yeah, we were starting vibes. to pull away a little bit from what the mics had written prior to my joining the band. Mm-hmm. Um, the mics have been in bands together since they were teenagers. And Mike McDonald left. He went to FSU to go to law school and then Michael Bishop hit the road with all pro sound and would just travel and do installs. And then while Michael was doing that, he had a bunch of different bands, uh, pioneers of pioneers. He played in save our ships with McDonald. And when McDonald left to go to school after pioneers broke up, faux Fox was just kind of something they had to hang out whenever Mike came into town during the summer breaks. And they started working on our first record. Congratulations. And that was just, I, as far as themes and everything, that's all Michael. I just kind of help write the music. Um, but it was very much their influence as far as the songs. And then I came in during that writing cycle and wrote and helped write one song called Busy Signals, which is kind of an idea of how we were going to move forward after that. And as we were playing Summer Bummer and putting out Congratulations, we were also writing what was about to be our last record, Twin Killers. And that's when I really had more of hand in it. And when I was helping write Twin Killers, I was also still playing with Blight. I was playing with another band called If Then, so my post-rock stuff was just all over the place. I'm not wearing glasses anymore. I just did that. <laughs> I just did that. You ever start wearing contacts and then just start touching your face like you're wearing glasses? This is why I'm never switching to contacts, because yeah. I'd be playing with my ear glasses all the time. I just the bridge of my nose yeah, I, a lot. That's what I was just trying to do. Phantom, Phantom glasses there. syndrome. And... um. So I was playing a bunch of different other bands, so I didn't really have a whole lot of time to commit to write with Faux Fox, but once everything kind of went to the wayside, Faux Fox was the only band around, and we just continued to write and put my influence in it, a little bit heavier stuff. I like it. I love it. Thanks. Yeah, I like that new Faux Fox, all heavy. And then now that we put Nick Holt into the mix, it's very much like what old stuff was sounding and what the new stuff because it sounds so it's a little bit of what Twin Killers sound like and then whatever this new record sounds like sure. um, and then if you're a gear nerd and a tone nerd it's got all the tones if you like that kind of for stuff for all your shoegaze yeah. needs and we'll probably move forward with this project and have the same people record it um, Kurt Ballou from Converge and God City he mixed and mastered or he mixed the record and then our friend Paul Kimsel mastered it so we've got some bigger names on the production side of things so we'll probably do that again cool so if you like good ear hole sounds a little bit metal a little bit post-rocky and indie stuff i like having you i like that we had you on early because i forgot how cool you were yeah, okay. doing all your stuff i World do travel and i do a barber lot. and teacher and music and everything yeah and might just be on. in puerto rico <clears throat> teaching people how to cut hair might i be. was supposed to be in puerto rico during oh, this yeah. quarantine like, of course i had do you know how people are faring in puerto rico you're the I've ambassador you're the ambassador to puerto rico yeah so i've, I've talked you know. to them a little bit they're it's in the same title. boat like they never really even recovered from the hurricane <laughs> like a couple years ago and then the then the earthquake hit and that just kind of i i visited after the earthquake and there was still like water and electricity out mm-hmm. and what, while i was there the water and the electricity went out and that's just like puerto rico things mm-hmm. that was kind of the running joke anytime i was doing something we lost power in the middle of me teaching yeah. so we just had random like led lights and everybody's cell phones i was like well we all got cordless slippers let's just keep going nice. and then we just kept moving around you just keep rolling 
Um, and the, my blow dryer worked, so everyone was using my blow dryer to dry their mannequins all the time. Why was your blow dryer battery powered? No, it was just the one part of the circuit board circuit. that wasn't out. That's weird. Um, but I've talked to them a little bit, and they seem to be doing all right, as good as anybody else can be right now. But I was supposed to be there back in April. I missed the Puerto Rico trip. I missed the Chicago trip for more training. I'm about to miss another Orlando trip. My birthday this year, I was going to go teach at Orlando Premier. I most likely was probably taking lead on the stage again and teaching to however many thousands of people would have been there. And everything's kind of been put on hold for right now. It's a bummer. But a very bienvenidos to all our Puerto Rican listeners joining <laughs> us this week. You've been on Puerto Rico chat. You're listening to Puerto Rico chat. <laughs> um, What's cutting with Nicholas Fury? Yeah. Nick Giverson. Nick Dempsey? What you going by these days? You got a lot of last names. Kid. It's still a lot of Nicholas Giverson and Nick Fury. Your Instagram oh. says Nick Fury. Says if Nick I ever Fury. opened my own barbershop, it'd probably be called Dempsey's Barbershop. It's a good oh, barbershop cool. name yeah. for sure. Yeah. Trademark LSE. <laughs> Don't steal my idea. Don't steal my barbershop name. Um, and that would just be like a nod to my dad's middle name, my middle name. Right oh, same middle name as your dad? Yeah. Cool. Are you a junior? No. So you're not, a, he, he's not Nicholas. No, he's a John. You almost made it. One one name off. I know. That's um, cool, though. You got the middle name in the same. Some people don't even get that, you know? My dad's name is Sam. So. I have a, uh, a thing that I bring up when I'm playing the victim with my family, which is that everybody in my family has family names except for me, and I was the firstborn. And my brother got two. He got mine and his. He got. Tim is my uncle and Peter is my uncle. And he's Timothy Peter. Oh, wow. I didn't get any. But my name, apparently, my middle name means Middle King. So that's, or Little King. So that's supposed to make up for it, I guess. I don't. I think, yeah, I got Dempsey after my dad. And my brother's middle name is Zayna. Mm. And I don't even know Zayna. where that came from. Yeah. Zachary like Zayna. Zayna. Zachary Zayna Giberson. Two Z's. Kind of. Z Z G. It's a cool monogram. Which he should just go by Z Z Strangely enough, he's like a well known noise artist in Sweden. Wow. Really? Yes. You can find He his... lives in Sweden or he's just well known. No, in he lives in Denver or Austin. I don't know where he's okay. at, but that's that's a whole other he's story. Out he's out there somewhere, but if you go to Zachary Zayna Giberson dot bandcamp dot com well, it's good that you can always bunch connect, of, connect with his music, if not him. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I came home one day. <laughs> I came home one day, and he was upstairs in his bedroom making music. And he had two drumsticks, my old bass guitar, my old five-string bass guitar. And he was sitting on his bed cross-legged, as he often did, beating this bass guitar with drumsticks. <laughs> and then the noise was going through a little combo amp, and he was recording it on a voice recorder that he would use for college <laughs> to record his professors and that's how he was recording his music the guitar wasn't tuned he was just beating the shit out of it with some drumsticks real and that was the <laughs> real and now, lo-fi and now he's big in Sweden, and now he's big in Sweden. so awesome, follow him. your dreams kids there, that's the, and that's the moral of the story for the Gulf of Ides is follow your dreams kids Yeah. we didn't really talk about how you got into haircutting I mean we don't have to take a we should we should take notes on the things that we do wrong this episode. And one of them is we should probably ask you how you got into your how profession. you got into yeah. what you're into. Yeah. Um, so I was in the military for five years, and one of the things with being in the military is you have to get a haircut every two weeks, and that was the time 
during my military service that I just got to sit down and not be in the military because they never asked me about it. Mm-hmm. They knew what I was doing there. It was just a chance to escape my current reality or whatever was going on with me. Just a chance to relax and not think about being in the military and just have someone take care of me instead of me protecting freedoms. So I wanted to give people that same opportunity to just sit back and relax and just chill and kind of me take care of somebody else for once instead of them having to take care of whoever they have to take care of in their lives. And um, also in the military as a cop, so it was a lot of that like taking care of your community, doing all that kind of stuff, putting them before you. I kind of wanted to do the same thing with haircutting. That's why I just wanted to let people feel good about themselves. And what they say is you're not necessarily selling a haircut, you're selling confidence. Mm. So there's nothing like seeing that person turn around the chair, show them that mirror, and then you see their confidence boost a little bit after they get that really awesome haircut from you. So that's kind of why I wanted to do it. Nice. That's a really good motivation. I like that. Turn on sad sacks and yeah. the proud men again. Well, and also just giving people that moment where they're in somebody else's hands. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people feel like they're doing stuff for other people most of their lives. Mm-hmm. And so to have a minute to get something done for you is probably... And that's been one of the cool things about coming back to work after we've closed is, like, you've had some people... And you, I mean, you just sit there and talk to people all day. And so you get the stories where some people are fine. They're nothing really business as usual for them. You have some people where, oh, well, I lost my job. Oh, I haven't really done this so much. And I haven't got a haircut in so long. So you give them a really awesome haircut. You take care of them for once. And then they feel great as they're getting out of your chair. Or you can, like, I've had cuts in the past where giving somebody a haircut, they're getting ready to go to a job interview. They nailed that job interview because that haircut you gave them. Because you boosted their confidence just a little bit more. And when they went to their interview, yeah, they looked the part. They looked the part. Yeah. They feel the part. They're dressed the part. They look good. They feel good. They got the job. So, you got the job, buddy. You got the job, you got the job buddy. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm glad we got to go through your whole story. Sorry, we did it backwards. Sorry, no, whatever. Listen to this podcast backwards. Do your plugs. What do you? What's your? What's your Instagram, Nick? Uh, Instagram is you can follow me at Nicholas X Fury. That's on Instagram. I don't really do Facebook for my barbering anymore, and I don't do a Twitter. Um, you can follow Ruzel at, at Ruzel. And you can follow Fofox at FofoxFL on Instagram. What about your shop? Uh, you can follow Wilfred's at Wilfred's Pensacola. That's W-I-L-F-R-I-D-S, Pensacola. Not Wilfred's with Fred, F-R-E-D-S, because that's a shop in New Hampshire. I've called them. And they don't like us. <laughs> I've called them before. And I will let them... No, they don't like us. I'll put this on the podcast because they're never going to hear it. Oh, shit. You're listening to Barber Beef. <laughs> no, so many people call. We've had so many people call their shop and then walk into our shop thinking they have an appointment. And we're like, what are you doing? What's going on? Uh-uh. And so on the, on, in the parallel oh, universe that no. is them, they're yeah. waiting for an appointment that never comes. Yes. Oof. And they also have a nick. So it's even worse. Oh, wow. man. It's kind of Oh, yeah. They've called our shop so many times, like, threatening us about just random stuff, too. Oh, man. Because our people well. call them because we're super busy, and so are they, and just, they, they don't like it. I can't believe there's only two Wilfreds or Wilfreds sounding yeah. shops in the country. Because they're Wilfreds NH, and we're Wilfreds Pensacola. Right. We don't even have online booking. Yeah, you would think. Please check the location before yes. you call. Make sure you call the one in New Hampshire and really piss them off. And then call Nick right after and set your actual appointment. Let me know. New Hampshire? NH? You're going to keep Maine all to yourself? <laughs> what I love that? New Hampshire. It's beautiful to drive through on your way to somewhere else. 
Lake Winnipesaukee. I think that's the. I've only ever driven through New Hampshire, like yeah, on tour. Same. Like you just you drive through it. You don't stop there. Spent we a lot of my there. driving through New Hampshire. What's up there, Nashua? On the way to Maine. Yeah, Nashua. We, we I've been through there for a show at least. I'm sure they have a great music scene, but it's not. Sorry, New Hampshire. We weren't really trying to dog you. Just this. It's a barber beef. We've just got to get it out on the airwaves. Yeah, barber <laughs> beef. You know? Wolfords, give us a call. We'd like to hear your story. <laughs> I will literally second day them a little recording device and do an over the phone interview with them. If they, if Let's they hear what hear you this. got. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can come back with your beef, your barber beef. Well, thanks a lot, Nick. Yeah, thanks yeah, for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. You weren't boring to talk to, and we appreciate that. Yeah, it was fun. Plus, I well, I've seen you a couple times during the quarantine because you've been gracious enough to stop by the shop and stock up on some sodas and coffees and such. Got to, got appreciate to. It. All right, man. Thanks for coming by. Cool. Thanks for listening to the Gulf of Bides. Check in. Uh, we're going to be doing this. We're trying to do it weekly. Don't get mad if we don't do it, but we're going to try to be back next next week with another episode. We'll have another guest announcement on the Facebook. Check us out on Facebook, Podsacola. Uh, check us out on Instagram as well and Twitter, right? Yeah, we have a Twitter. We have. Do we have an Instagram? We don't have an Instagram. I take it back. Um, yeah. But you can email us too if you have questions, comments, or if you are a mover, shaker, doer, and baker. Pens- what, what, Pens- I did it wrong already. <laughs> mover, uh, shaker, doer. Wait, I did, we're missing one. Spanker? Doers, makers, doers, movers, makers, and shakers. So if you're a doer, maker, mover, shaker, feel free to hit us up on potsicola at gmail.com. Uh, when you first people... said that, I thought you were talking about whiskey because doers is a whiskey makers. and makers is a whiskey. Should we find out if there's a mover's whiskey and a shaker's whiskey? I bet there are. There... And you're no listening problem. to the Whiskey Podcast. Whiskey Chat. <laughs> and that's how we like to end every episode here at uh, the Gulf of Bides with Whiskey Chat. Thanks for coming. Frisky Whiskey Chat. Thank <laughs> you.